Cheers, my friends. Ah, instead of bourbon tonight, I found this cute little can of sake at the store. Cute little can of sake. The uh, packaging got me. I totally got got by the marketing. So, clickbait of the stream. Welcome, friends. Tonight on deck, we will be looking at uh, Phil Godlewski. He is rich enough to attend the Super Bowl, apparently, flaunting his money in front of all of his supporters. And then right after the Super Bowl, he went to Maui. Lo and behold, nice little trip to Hawaii. <laughs> Frickin' clown, man. Phil Godlewski on deck. Then we've got uh, Nicholas Alvere, whose uh, real name's Eduardo, I found out. And I really got some questions for the guy. I like to call him uh, Fedwardo now. That's my name for him. Fedwardo Nicholas Alvere. We're going to take a look at his Phil Godlewski documentary, Greatest Fraud on Earth, which I think was a giant grift. And uh, I'll explain to you why. I'll show you why. I'll show you some really deceptively edited clips from the documentary. And then some of the other shit Nick Alvier's done and said, it really makes this, uh, makes it look like an op, honestly. So Phil Godlewski, obviously total fraud. But the problem is we got a lot of people watching this greatest fraud on earth documentary Nick Alvier produced, and they're thinking, oh, thank you, Nick. You're amazing. You're totally credible. Oh my gosh, it's wonderful. But uh, they're taking sides. That's that black and white lazy thinking. You're exposing this guy. I'm going to take your side. Meanwhile, it's like Spider-Man meme. They're both full of shit. And uh, Nick Alvier's got problems too. So we'll take a look at what him and his butt buddy, Dr. Z, have been doing. Um, after that, we got some In the Matrix to talk about. That greasy bastard. Then we've got some Dom Luke on deck. I think he's getting paid to tweet. These days, not paid by Twitter, but paid by outside influences to tweet some really garbage stuff. He made a stupid post today that we'll take a look at. Uh, Ariel, my favorite glow fag on Twitter. Ariel, Ariel, the little mermaid. Uh, that douchebag, whoever it is, might not even be a black guy, might not even be a dude. Who the heck knows is behind uh, Ariel on Twitter. But we'll scroll, th scroll through some of his feed, look at his recent BS, and then I want to highlight some of the COVID truther scammers. There's some, uh, I came across a few of these COVID truthers who made a big name for themselves back in 2020, 2021, being anti-COVID lockdown, anti-COVID BS truthers, which is cool. I guess, from what I understand, they were doing good work back then. But then in recent months, maybe up to a year, six to 12 months, some of these COVID truthers just went full grift. They like went all in on posting trash on Twitter to get monetized and leveraging the Israeli Gaza war, just taking sides on it and really leaning into one particular side just to get engagement, not even caring about what was actually going on, but just to get money posting a lot of 
both anti-Israel and pro-Israel stuff, like whatever got them more engagement and more money. Um, and it, it's funny, I think some of these COVID truthers turned clickbait shills, they're realizing that this Israel-Gaza war is kind of losing, losing steam. So now they're trying to go back to doing their other stuff, but they burned a bunch of bridges already. So yeah, that's going to be more towards the end. So that's what's on deck for tonight's show. Next week, we will, uh, next week's show, we're going to go, we're going to go back. Look at some of the old names. I saw Brad Barton is still doing his thing. Brad freaking Barton. He's getting some play on Rumble, actually. So I'm going to comb through some Brad Barton videos. Maybe to take a look at some Charles Ward stuff, Michael Jaco. So that's going to be next week. I'll save all that till next week. There's some market research I got to do combing through their, their videos and stuff. See what kind of BS people like. Santa surfing. I saw Gene Decode is still doing some podcasts. Gene Decode's full of shit. So we'll take a look at that network next week. Anyway, that's what's on deck for tonight. Just want to remind you guys, you can follow the Clickbait Expose channel on Telegram, Truth Social, and Twitter. All of those will be linked down there right below in the description. So, without further ado, let me drink a little bit more of this sake. Tastes kind of weird, honestly. I'd rather be drinking bourbon. Boo! I haven't had sake since I was 21 years old, and that was not a good experience. This stuff's okay. All right. Phil Frodlewski. Lo and behold, he went to the Super Bowl. He's such a truther. He cares so much about the world that he uh, goes and freaking heads to the Super Bowl. By the way, I don't trust people that wear flat-brimmed hats. I also don't trust people with hats bent that much. That's my litmus test. Also... What the hell is he wearing? Is that like a $10,000 watch? I think it is like a $10,000 watch. And his ripped pants. Shopping at PacSun, are you? Oh, no. He's an Aeropostale guy. <laughs> so, anyway. The section he's sitting in at the Super Bowl, this is almost ground level. This is bottom level. Of course, he's supporting the 49ers. He seems like a chode that would love the Bay Area. Um... From what I was looking at, of course, price of Super Bowl tickets vary greatly. They can swing very wildly, very volatile. But I would venture to guess he at least spent at least 10 grand. Like, we're talking five figures. I would not be shocked if he spent even up to 20 grand per seat. Per seat. And is that... He at least bought two seats. I don't know who the other two people he's hanging with. Maybe four seats? And maybe he bought all these Marlboros. That's like a whole purse of cigarettes there. Nice. Uh, there you go. Where's he getting all that money? Where's he getting all that money for his... How many homes does this shitbag have now? Five, six, seven? He's got, what, one in Lake Havasu... You got that one in that one in Pennsylvania. I think he bought one for his mom too, and a cabin for his dad, and like 
how many? Didn't he buy a couple on some islands or something? Not shocking. Seems like he'd be an island boy too. Um, maybe take some friends with him there, if you know what I mean. Super Bowl! All right. Speaking of which, let's go over to his Telegram feed. Let's have a little scroll through Phil's feed, see what he's been posting lately. Oh, look at that. Just 20 minutes ago, a Flat Earth post. Just in time for my clickbait show. Flat Earth is not a CIA psyop. No, it's not. The whole Flat Earth shit's been out for thousands of years, honestly, but it's uh, it's been a fantastic way that the powers that be have fucked with people especially in recent years i could see the cia promoting it for sure hell yeah so no calling it a cia psyop is a misnomer but you could also say cia inflates it and uh i know people who have been offered fifty thousand dollars to promote flat earth disinformation and they had they had big Instagram accounts and big social media accounts. So, oh yeah, people get paid to promote flat Earth garbage, for sure. Uh, oh looky here, Phil Godlewski is coming out with his own documentary. He's calling his production company Quantum Films with a PH. This is like a, a retarded thing that Nick Alvier, every F. In his comment, Nick Alvier writes as a PH as a way to poke Phil. And now Phil's poking him back. Quantum Films with a PH. Oh, here's his little, uh, will it show on screen? Uh, show on screen. You can hear the audio, though. Anyway, this is a minute-long trailer. Ah, there it is. It's playing. No audio, though. Quantum Films. He's actually making his own documentary. It's like a war of documentaries. Nick Alvier's shitty film versus Phil Godlewski's shitty films. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hashtag fag with a PH. <laughs> I can't wait to not watch this. Right? Oh, my God. And then all day long, Phil Godlewski just shares random-ass people that are loving all over him. Probably sock puppet accounts that he types up himself. I have joined 7K, PSI, LifeWave, and all these companies that Phil promotes. I appreciate the fact that Phil gave me these opportunities, but the process through his intel of waking me up and preparing for what is to come far outweighs all of the griffs that I have gullibly bought into. Poor Margaret. Poor Margaret. She's probably like 75 years old. Phil has definitely a target demographic that falls for his bullshit. Here's another sock puppet account. <laughs> okay, let's check out those photos of him in Maui. Where are they at? Ah, here they are. Meanwhile, from Maui, I think he was in Kauai, too. He went to, like, each of the islands. 
Oh, there he is, waiting for the storm to arrive, him chilling on a yacht. Don't you love it? God, and these gullible-ass people too, right? Chat asks, does anybody know what Michelle Moore said about Phil recently? Isn't Michelle Moore that podcaster that uh, interviews Mike Gill all the time? Was she supporting Phil or anti-Phil? But hey, just because somebody's anti-Phil doesn't make them a good person, right? Doesn't make them Team Patriot. Okay, so let's get into that. Enough of Phil. He's just a pile of garbage. He's low-hanging fruit. And that's kind of the point here, is that Phil Godlewski's low-hanging fruit. So for Nick Alvier to do a documentary on Phil Godlewski, uh... Big deal. That's easy, that's easy, easy target. So what was Nick Alvier's real modus operandi there? And a little birdie told me, uh, I had heard, it's just an allegation. I don't know if it's true or not, but I wonder if anybody funds Nick Alvier. Like what, how does he get the money to produce these documentaries to, I guess, buy these billboards and buy this plane to fly in Pennsylvania. It's freaking weird, right? You could say, oh, he makes his money from Good Lion TV. Yeah, but does he? How many people subscribe to Good Lion TV? Can't be that many. Something's up here, man. Something's up. Um, anyway, here's that clip. So at the beginning of his Phil Godlewski documentary... Let me just play this, and we'll dissect it here. Let me make sure the audio's up. ...or intel they were given, some getting rich and some... So, it kind of... A little bit of context here, since it cuts in partway through. This is about six minutes into his film. Uh, he's talking about controlled opposition in the truth movement. But notice all of the people that come up and what he says and the imagery behind it. Pure propaganda. ...or intel they were given, some getting rich and somewhat famous in the process. This mainstream media alternative was made up of podcasts, films, blogs, and social media posts. The sphere of theories and theorists became known as the truther community, and the effect it had upon us was called the Great Awakening. But average viewers or seekers of truth, if not careful, would replace their blind allegiance from one source of information to another. Some smart and inquisitive viewers learned that the mainstream media news belonged to a group of six parent companies, meaning all mainstream media could be easily used to manipulate the public. When some made the jump to an alternative news source, they didn't care to question who they were getting their information from. So long as it fit their new narrative, and it provided comfort, this confirmation bias seemed to be all that mattered, until recently. Some podcasters, or truthers as we'll call them, willingly told their stories, with hopes to gain trust and confidence in their audience. Certain personalities were so charismatic, it didn't matter who the person was, what mattered was the information they had to give, and how they gave it. But over time, and after gaining a bit of stardom, some truthers digressed from journalism and evolved into sensationalism. 
They chose to say what people wanted to hear rather than what they thought was true. They became advertisers, their focus becoming more fixed on income than being of service. There are many truthers in this information war. Dang, bro. Yeah. So, you see that? You see the imagery there? You hear what was said? What was said was legitimate, correct? Indeed. But sounds like a hell of a lot of projection to me. Because if you actually scroll through Nick Alvear's timeline and watch some of his other videos, he is sensationalized as shit. And these uh, supposed interviews, so first of all, that right there, look, it looks like he places these video feeds of people next to each other, right? To make it look like they're all talking together and that this is a big network and everybody's shown is connected. But uh, Stu Peters has never talked to David Wilcock. This was not a Zoom call or a Skype call of them together. What he's doing is taking videos and plugging them next to each other to make it appear like they were talking. And this is a big network. Stu Peters never talked to David Wilcock before. Um, I have never interviewed General Flynn over the internet before. And look, you can even tell by the background behind General Flynn, that's a clip of him on the Patrick Bet David, the PBD podcast. It's not with me. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate it, placing me next to Flynn. It's an honor. Uh, let's see here. This was also fabricated, so... Zach Payne has interviewed Wano Saban before, but it was like four years ago. And, you know, Zach Payne does interviews with people sometimes, even people he doesn't agree with, to do some actual journalism. So it's not like Zach Payne interviewing Wano Saban was supporting him. But anyway... This, this is fabricated, though. This is slightly deceptive because these are separate clips that weren't actually from them talking to each other, placed next to each other as if they were talking to each, talking to each other, like it was recent. Um, so, yeah. A good amount of these clips were fabricated to make it look like all of them. And then, of course, there's the General Flynn shot there when he's talking about grifters and fabricated and all that. So, uh, isn't that interesting? Oh, plus, case in point, biggest case in point, one more thing, right? So he's showing clips of Charles Ward when he's talking about grifters. He's showing clips of Charles Ward. He's showing clips of Michael Jaco and makeup boy Nicholas Veniamen, Carrie Cassidy. So he's showing clips of all these people. But why did he leave out Derek Johnson? Because Derek Johnson's done a lot of work with that Charles Ward, Michael Jaco network. Shouldn't Derek Johnson be in this? Or was Derek Johnson left out because Nick Alvier and Good Lion TV did a film promoting Derek Johnson? So Nick Alvier has a special interest in Derek Johnson. So, so Nick Alvier is only going to put Charles Ward in there. Because he's low-hanging fruit. He's an easy target. Put Chaz Carter in there because he's a clown. But no, not the clown Derek Johnson. Not Woody from Toy Story, our favorite cringe cowboy. Because Nick alvier has got a special interest in that goon. So how selective is this, right? Oh, and why not add a clip of Scott McKay into this documentary? 
Scott McKay has done a lot of videos with Charles Ward and Michael Jaco and Simon Parks. But was Scott McKay left out because Nick Alvier's partner in crime, Dr. Z, Mr. Zilosophy, is friends with Scott McKay and used to, uh, I don't know if Dr. Z was Scott McKay's tour manager, but Dr. Z definitely was like a groupie for Scott McKay. I'm pretty sure Dr. Z followed Scott McKay's motorcade around the country a couple of years ago, even like sleeping in his car or something to follow Scott McKay around. So why wasn't Scott McKay added into this film? In fact, from what I understand, there's even uh, at the ending credits of Nick Alvier's film, it even says, special thanks to Patriot Street Fighter. Wait, you're not going to put Scott McKay in here as a grifter, even though he's promoted plenty of shit on his podcast, plenty of BS. So this is so selectively edited. People selectively left out. These interviews are fabricated. I think the real agenda behind this Phil Godlewski documentary is to just pick some low-hanging fruit. Uh, hold on, let me show you. Here you go, here you go. So the real MO. This is a tweet I made earlier today, earlier yesterday. For the Phil Godlewski documentary, it appears to be Nick Alvier setting himself up as the fraud exposer and then begin targeting others, his real targets, i.e., begin going after fraud Phil Godlewski, low-hanging fruit, low-hanging fruit that you can't deny is a fraud. It's he's an easy target. So go after Phil, set yourself up with some credibility as the fraud exposer. And then subtly put a segment throwing honest patriots under the bus in that documentary, like me, General Flynn, Red Pill 78, to muddy the waters. Then begin using this newfound credibility and quote-unquote relevance to start targeting General Flynn, namely, and likely others. Can't wait for Fe Fedwardo Nicholas Alvier to get some sudden funding from a behind-the-scenes source again for a documentary exposing General Flynn. That looks like the op to me, just saying. And then during their watch party, we got Nick Alvier, top right, Dr. Z, Mr. Zilosophy, top left, and their buddy Script Keeper. Oh, by the way, I think Dr. Z is now Nick Alvier, so this is Dr. Z. He's a nasty person. He's nasty on Twitter. Dr. Z is now Nick Alvier's uh, manager, I think, like his manager and his publicist. So they don't go anywhere without each other. They're always in the same Twitter thread, replying to each other. They haven't done any interviews alone. They're always together. Like total butt buddies. Um, this, is, this is one thing they said during their watch party last week of their Phil Godlewski film. Listen to this one. Somebody, I guarantee you yesterday, Trump said, they fucking flew an airplane over this guy's house? <laughs> hey, you know well, he, what, doesn't, though, he doesn't I, really swear, so he probably didn't say fuck. <laughs> I, I, do know, I do know that immediately after I released The Greatest Show on Earth, people close to Trump emailed me letting me know that they sent it to Trump. Somebody. I guarantee you that Trump laughed at our film. I guarantee you that, that Trump heard about our film. How much pot do you think Nick Alvier is smoking? How much money do you think that guy blows on weed per month? Do these guys really think Trump 
is going to waste his time with their dumbass film about dumbass Phil Godlewski. Do they, do they really think he's going to waste his time on their horse shit? See this guy? Number one bullshit guy. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh. Oh, and look at these old posts, by the way. So here's the freaking crazy thing. Nick Alvier, this was just back, this was two months ago, back in December. Nick Alvier went from supporting Phil and defending Phil, and it was like five days later that he went, oh, Phil's the greatest fraud on earth. He's horrible. He's awful. I'm going to make a documentary on him. Look at these posts. This is from, I think, Nick Alvier's Telegram chat. Here he is defending Phil. Dang. Well, every story has many sides of truth. Personally, I don't see a 25-year-old as a mature adult. The brain for a male doesn't even reach its growth until 35. Quite frankly, I think the brains of some dudes don't ever reach their full growth. People like Phil Godlewski and Nick Alvier both. Anyway, continuing with this message. He knew... Was he was doing was wrong, that's for sure. But could he help it? Could Phil Godlewski help it? Nick Alvier ponders. Looking at those texts, it seemed far less sinister than what people make him out to be. I don't think Phil is a pedophile like that which people attach the cabal with. There can be flexibility here. Uh... What? You can hate him for it, but what's that doing to you? Reach understanding and honor yourself more. Not siding with a pedophile here, as I don't think Phil has an attraction to children. Have you seen what 15 years looks like now? Even then. Have you seen what 15-year-olds look like now, says Nick Alvier? Even then. Even 15 years ago. Phil Godlewski and Nick Alvier sitting in a tree, oogling at girls who are 15. How? So this message is freaking weird in and of itself, but how did five days later he go from this? Can we, can, there's flexibility here. Reach understanding. Have you seen what 15-year-olds look like now? How did he go from this to four days later? Phil is awful. He's the greatest fraud on earth. Please donate to my GoFundMe so I can make a film exposing him. Huh. I'm siding with reason that if you sided with also, it would bring you less disturbance and more peace. <laughs> Yo, what's up, Enoch? Chat says, I bet these guys listen to Trapped. <laughs> oh. Yo. Nick Alvier is headstrong, that's for sure. 
Especially when those 15-year-olds are walking down the street. Oh, man. Nick Alvier is one of those new age, raging narcissist spiritual guys. Totally full of shit, hiding behind the spiritual facade, raging narcissist, raging emotional abuser and manipulator. That's what I think Nick Alvier is. And Phil Godlewski is just like malignant narcissist psycho. Like these people are made for each other. That's probably why they're magnetically attracting to each other. I'm going to expose you. I'm going to expose you. But behind the scenes, they're like, oh yeah, 15 year olds. Money. Hmm. Flat earth. They both love flat earth. Nick Alvier and Phil Godlewski's dream would be, to be hanging out on a flat earth Chilling at the ice wall, oogling 15-year-olds. Here's another message from Nick. A pedo prays in darkness. Phil was just a dumb 25-year-old who fell for a 15-year-old. Just a dumb 25-year-old. Falling for freshmen or sophomores or whatever age 15-year-olds are in high school. Just a 25-year-old falling for a 15-year-old. That's he's just dumb. Let's, it's, there's flexibility here, right? I don't see Phil pedoing at the moment or in the last 10 years. He was 25 and fell in love with a 15-year-old. A very special thanks to Scott McKay, the Patriot Street Fighter. Yup. I wonder, I wonder what the Patriot Street Grifter thinks of uh, 15-year-olds these days. Let me show you my tomahawk, girl. Shit. What up, cold beer in the chat? Claps for some cold beer. Hey, what was going on with... Uh, did Nick have a Coke obsession? I, I wasn't able to dig into that one. I heard he was uh, a little bit of a cokehead at one point and uh, abusive. Let me know. I'll be looking at the chat. Cold beer has been doing a lot of uh, a lot of digging into these fools. So uh, shout out Cold Beer. Go check him out on YouTube and Rumble. He's got some good videos. Oh, and look at Mister Zelosophy here. What a freaking genius of a name. Dr. Z. Zelosophy. They want to expose grifters, right? Like Nick Alvier's whole thing now is exposing grifters. Yet, look what clown-ass mofo these guys are having on their shows now. Jason Q. Maybe Nick Alvier buys his eight balls from Jason Q. You ever listen to Jason Q? Here. Let's play a clip. As if everything they do, they totally fuck up. I mean, they're complete psychopaths yeah. over there. It's like, what the hell are you guys doing? It's like Rem reminds you of Phil, though, doesn't it? Every move just spectacularly backfires. And, and every single, and then <laughs> then he's showing videos at the at the uh, at the game. Right? Chat says you have no clue who Jason Q is. You're not missing much. Jason Q. 
he he rolls in that Charles Ward, Michael Jaco network, the team, the team network. Jason Q's done videos with Charles Ward and a lot of those folks. Gene Decode, maybe. Uh, Michael Jaco, maybe. Th- th- those guys. And Jason Q, you know, he calls it, he puts it, the Q after his name. Like, you ass fuck. You have nothing to do with Q, you retard. And he's a big flat earther. One time, Jason Q, oh man, I should have brought up that clip. One time, Jason Q said that I should be thrown off of a bridge because I don't think the earth is flat. This guy is like very either medicated or unmedicated and unstable. I mean, Jason Q and Phil Godlewski are honestly perfect for the perfect for each other. They both think the earth is a freaking pancake. They both grift off Q. They're like, they're perfect for each other. I don't understand why don't they don't kiss and make up. Yeah, that's a good that's a good comment. Q avatar names are usually grifters trying to scam some dollars. Yeah, right? Jason Q is totally a fuckwit. So it's hilarious that Dr. Z, otherwise known as Dr. Ree. Check this guy's Twitter, man. They are obsessed. Everything's Phil. Like, everything. It's crazy. Oh, yeah, they were on Joe Altman's show yesterday. Freaking conservative daily podcast. Joe Altman... David Clements, Nick Alvier, and Dr. Z. Like I said, these guys can't go anywhere without each other. It's like Nick Alvier can't say anything publicly without Dr. Z signing off on it. Isn't this fucking weird? So Nick Alvier, he's going after General Flynn now, right? I seem to remember when David Clements was teaming up with Lynn Wood two or three years ago. And David Clements was all hating on General Flynn. I seem to remember only about six months ago when Joe Altman had Austin Steinbart on his podcast. Did you know that? Do you remember that? Joe Altman had Austin frickin' Steinbart. Like, if there were any more red flags around all these guys, I would think I was in a Chinese military parade. So, the Conservative Daily Podcast decides to have Dr. Z and Alvier on. That's weird. Um, Let's see. And then this post from good old Nick Alvier. General Flynn is projecting. He's in panic. And now he's calling himself out through Obama. If y'all don't follow Mike Gill or Proletario... They got some great intel on General Flynn. Even spelling Flynn with a PH. Dude, Nick Alvier's got a freaking handler, bro. He has got a handler so far up his ass. Mike Gill is a sketchy ass motherfucker, I'll tell you that much. He does a bunch of shows with Michael Jaco. Michael Jaco's another anti Flynn shill. 
promoting Linwood bullshit. Mike Gale looking super sketchy. Ariel's just a clown. We're going to scroll through his timeline in a minute. So, why is Nick Alvier promoting total glowies going after Flynn? That's why I'm saying, I think the real MO, this Fraud Lewski documentary, is to give himself some fake street cred and then use that street cred to go after others. Especially using proletario as a source. You clown. Speaking of which, what's our list now? What's our list of all the influencer shills going after General Flynn? It's it's just a great lit litmus test. Hold on, I got some... Uh, yoink, got some bots in the chat to nuke. All right. Chat says you want a cuss word competition. Yeah, I could... Uh, I'd enjoy that. Let's see, we got In the Matrix going full anti-Flynn shill. The Authority. Him and his nipple tattoos. Uh, Ariel, whoever the heck that is. Doc Holiday on Twitter. Some account with 150,000 followers. Total goober. Uh, Fedwardo Alvier. Linwood. Beef Stew Peters, Michael Wacko, Michael Jackoff, Mike Gill, Santa Surfing, our crazy hypochondriac lady from Hawaii, who's, I, I think she has like a non-profit, she funnels all her money through, so super sketchy, um, yeah. Hmm. What's up? What's going on? And question, how many of these in, how many of these individuals engage and promote with each other? Map the network. I should do this on a mind mapping software. I think I will actually. Michael Jaco has promoted Mike Gill. Michael Jaco promoted Lynn Wood. Ah, sorry, my stupid highlighter is coming up. Michael Jaco promoted Mike Gill. Michael Jaco promoted Lynn Wood. Uh, what else do we got? Nick Alvier promotes Ariel. Nick Alvier promotes Mike Gill. Santa Surfing interacts with Ariel. Nick Alvier interacts with Ariel. In the Matrix, in the Authority, are butt buddies. They're banging each other. Uh, what else we got? Oh, yeah, Stu Peters and Linwood. That's right, that's right. So Michael Jaco was promoting Linwood. Stu Peters used to do a lot of stuff with Linwood. What else we got? What else we got? It's crazy, right? Oh, yeah, Dustin Nemos going all anti-Flynn, too. There, I know there's more. There's names that I missed here, but definitely more. It's like a freaking network, bro. Oh, you know who's been interacting with some of these people lately? Jan Halper Hayes. That's right, Jan Halper Hayes. We'll bring her up in a moment. She has been engaging with this Ariel account. And I think Nick Al Nick Alvier told me, he was like in my comments section. He didn't tell me directly. He was in my comments. Keyboard warrior tapping away. Tappity tap, tap, tap. He was in my chat 
on Telegram the other day. Nick Alvier was like, Jan Helper Hayes is coming on our show. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Speaking of in the fag tricks, I guess it was his birthday the other day. And look what he said here. One of my favorite happy birthday wishes came from Trump at Mar-a-Lago. Thank you for the, all the amazing birthday wishes. One of my favorite happy birthday wishes came from Donald John Trump at Mar-a-Lago. What's missing from this video, guys? What's missing from this video? Can anybody tell me? Uh, a birthday wish from Donald John Trump. That's completely missing from this video. Survey says that's a lie. Yeah, also, In the Matrix's dignity is completely missing from that video. And his, uh, his room temperature IQ. It's a very cold room, though. He's got room temperature IQ, but it's a very cold room. And it's in Celsius. <laughs> and Celsius and a cold room. Uh, also, shout out to Red Pill 78. So, Red Pill 78, love you, Zach. Nick Alvier is attacking both of us. It's pretty great. Badge of honor. So, I guess like four years ago, when Zach first started doing his podcast, way back when, in the OG YouTube days, uh, Red Pill 78 actually interviewed Matrix and Shady. And, uh, it turned into just an awful debacle. Zach was interviewing them about the Romtha drama. 2018, maybe? Five years ago, even? Red Pill 78 was interviewing Matrix and Shady about the Romtha drama. Uh, Matrix and Shady walked out. They both walked out of this interview, and then it just turned into a mess. So Red Pill 78 never uploaded this. He never uploaded it, but I guess given recent happenings, what has transpired recently with the likes of Matrix and Shady, Zach decided to upload it, and it's pretty great listening to uh, Matrix and Shady meltdown. Their names are very fitting, right? Shady is very shady. And In the Matrix seems to be trying to keep people in the Matrix. Huh. Okay, now on to Dom Luke. Dom Luke made this absolutely stupid post today. Check it out. Red alert emoji! Edward Snowden published... Strong evidence confirming CIA masterminded entire Russia collusion hoax leveraged against President Trump. The CIA is engaging in money laundering in Ukraine on behalf of the Biden administration. Look at the link below. I didn't even, didn't even realize he misspelled below. Below. Posted a telegram link to an Edward Snowden group. I clicked on this 
You know what it took me to? It took me to some fake ass Edward Snowden, fake ass group named Edward Snowden. It had two subscribers. Two. This post was up for 16 hours, and then he deleted it. You know what's funny? There's a screenshot of that fake-ass Edward Snowden group on Telegram. I bet you $1,000 that Dom Luke got paid to make this tweet to post some scammy-ass Telegram group that a bunch of people are going to be requesting to join. And you know what's going to happen? They're going to get hit with scam ads. Bunch of freaking... Scam coins, crypto ads, bullshit. Dom Luke is such a freaking pile. Such a piece of garbage. All he cares about is money. And I have heard, I'm not sure if this is true, according to sources familiar with the matter, uh, Dom Luke charges like five grand to retweet posts. So if you want Dom Luke to share, if you ask Dom Luke to share your post to get yourself some engagement, I've heard he charges like thousands of dollars just to, just to hit a little retweet button. Gotta pay for them Gucci jackets, right? Gotta pay for them. Gotta pay for them flights to dance with the Jews and expose and check out their tunnels that end up being hobo tunnels. Right? Freaking dumb Luke. I call him Dom Lucrative. What's up, Rumble? Diane. Thank you. Okay, maybe it's not the best Friday on record, but at least I'm laughing. I'll take that. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We got another Rumble rant up here. Hold on. Daramuth! Hello, fellow Rumbler. Hope you're having a great night and an even better weekend. Let's go rumble. Nice. Thanks, friends. And shout out to Porpoiseful over there. With the uh, gold pills on Foxhole. <laughs> the breaker of stolen content, Dom Luke. Yeah, right? What an ass clown. And he deleted the post, but the damage was done. The damage was done because he left this post up for 16 hours and the goal was to get a bunch of people over to this Telegram group and sign up for it. So the damage was done. Look at that. 160,000 views, 8,000 likes, 4,000 reposts. Dom lucrative. Bruh. All right. Now let's look at this clown. Ariel. Facts and conspiracy. Non-patriot. Dost thou protest too much? Simon says, follow me. Infotainment. He's even telling you right there. Infotainment. What I need to do... Ah, I might do that this weekend. I'm going to go through his posts and map out a time frame. So I want to see when he's most active. Uh, so that's 8 a.m. 
Like, I'm wondering if this guy has a job. Because some of his posts are really freaking long. 7.30 a.m. Okay, 7.30. 4 a.m. Granted, I'm mountain time. I don't know what time zone he's in. 5 a.m. Look at that shit. That's long. Midnight. So what did he get? Like three hours of sleep? 4 p.m. Okay, that's that's yesterday. 4 p.m. 4 p.m. This is a long-ass one. Look at that. 8 a.m. All right, so maybe... Maybe he works like 9 to 5. Well, 4 p.m. There's a 4 a.m. post. Another 4 a.m. So we got a bunch of posts around 4 a.m., 4 p.m., and a few at midnight. There's another one at 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 6 p.m., long-ass one at 3 p.m., long-ass one at 1 p.m. Dude, this is like all over the place. Does this guy have a job? Like, here's the thing. You got some account that doesn't, they don't promote any donations. They don't shill any merch. They don't promote any products. They don't have any affiliate links. Okay. On one hand, you might say, oh, wonderful. They're not doing it for the money. But then you got to ask yourself, okay, do they actually have the passion to be doing this stuff for no money? Or... Are they making money somewhere else, like getting paid to do this stuff? Because, I don't know. I mean, sure, if you have a nine-to-five job and then you spend two hours at night posting content, that's that's fine. Okay, but does this guy have a freaking job? What does he do? Oh, and this guy's a total Nazara shill. Where was it? Was this the post? I think this was the Dinar shilling post. This guy's... Sh oh, here we go. Dinar! The revaluation is coming, everybody. All of our money... We're Nazar is coming. The Iraqi Dinar is going to get revaluated. We're all going to make a billion bucks. Hold on. He was, sh he was uh, promoting Derek Johnson here, too. Here's his current... Oh, ah, that's the one. Look at this. So this channel, Ariel is retweeting this channel here, the Sacred Blue Tent. The Sacred Blue Tent is a channel that's that was connected to Negative 48. Y'all remember Negative 48? Him and his uh, little QAnon cult in Dallas. I think Negative 48 died about six months ago. But uh, this dude... Negative 48, this guy was a whack job, absolute whack job. Like, he wanted to be a cult leader so bad, and he kind of was a little bit. Guy was a freaking insano braino. So, the Sacred Blue Tent is a channel that was connected to that Negative 48 network. 
Uh, but negative 48 died a few months back. Although for Ariel to be following and shilling for this sacred blue tent channel, I mean, they post like everybody's a clone. JFK Jr.'s alive. It's it's just the absolute most ridiculous stuff that the Sacred Blue Tent channel promotes. And here Ariel is inflating them, giving them some props. Uh, go follow Derek Johnson, says Ariel. And you know who's been interacting with Ariel recently too? Our good shrink lady, Dr. Jen Helper Hayes. Our favorite Charles Ward loving shrink. Dr. Jan Halper Hayes. Look at that right there. Oh my god. It was the last it was I didn't even have to scroll. The last thing the last thing she's done is engage with this just raging anti-General Flynn shill Ariel. So what's your what's your motive, Dr. Jan Halper Hayes? She really does engage with the most garbage accounts for being a uh, doctor from Stanford. Her discernment is garbage. There it is again. Dr. Jan Halper Hayes loves Ariel. There it is again. Dr. Jan Halper Hayes loves Ariel. Yeah, there's more. Um, this one was a kicker today, though. Let's see. Dr. Jan Halper Hayes posted, Why pay to subscribe to Michael Schellingberger when Tori Says has a website packed with details? Wow, speaking of shit discernment. Come on, doctor. Come on, Dr. Jan Halper Hayes. You're better than that. So Brian Cates commented under Jan Halper Hayes promoting Tori Says. What did Brian Cates say? This would be funny if Tori Says hadn't claimed for the past several years that Tracy and I were stealing her research on Spygate. She should have stuck to running fake charities. <laughs> Tori Says should stick to running GoFundMe pages to buy her daughter a new car. Uh, Tori Says is batshit. She is batshit. So I commented... Jan Halper has resorted to promoting highly questionable individuals like Charles Ward, Derek Johnson, and now Tory Says, and consistently engages with super glow shill Ariel. It's pretty weird. It only took about five minutes after I posted this. Look at Tory Says. Look at her. She is, she is either off her meds or on her meds. I can't tell which one. Fuck you, Jordan! What fucking experience do you have other than smoothies and reading lines gtfoh loser that's not the only one 
Show the other one. Where is it? Oh, did she delete it? No, don't tell me you deleted it. No, she deleted her other post, I think. There was another one. There was another one that was really wacky. Let me see if I can find it. I got to find it for you guys. I took a screenshot, so don't worry. I have it. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Yeah, here it is. Load it. He was hired. He has zero experience in anything. They all thought I was CIA. So fucking stupid. They think they know everything. Everyone tells you who they are. Besides, here is Smoothie King with zero experience in politics. He's just a hired actor. Hashtag central casting. And feels because he has an NDA that people will give a shit what he says. Trying to even lump me up with others is beyond me. I don't work well with actors or liars or traitors or patriots. Hashtag loser town. Hashtag actors. I don't have to lump you in with others, Tori. You are lumpy enough on your own. For her to claim I'm a hired actor with an NDA. <laughs> like, what an awful human. I don't know if she's married, but if she is, I feel sorry for the guy. I feel very sorry for the guy. Or if she's not married, I can understand why she's not married anymore. And, uh, good for that guy. Oh, yeah. Tori says this is a whack job. And what's funny is that she has an, a little army of sock puppet accounts that just follow her everywhere. It's, it's really the same thing with In the Matrix these days and that Ariel account. Every single time I question uh, In the Matrix and Ariel on Twitter, I get like a dozen. A dozen random anonymous sock puppet accounts that come in and... I mean, it's a network. It's absolutely a professional network that these people are a part of. Oh, shit. Chat says Tori has a new boyfriend. No way. It's only a matter of time before she eats him. Yep, she's got to resort to F you. What experience do you have? F you, loser. Bleh. It's funny. But... Back to case in point, why the hell is apparent dumbass Dr. Jan Helper Hayes promoting Charles Ward and Derek Johnson? And Tori says she doesn't vet her people for shit. But wait, I thought Dr. Jan Helper Hayes was on a DOD task force. Oh my gosh, DOD task force, Jan Helper Hayes. Alrighty then. Now to finish this up, let's get to some of these um, COVID truther shills. So here's one of them. Shout out to uh, D. Schlopes. All these posts come from D. Schlopes. He's real good at uh, exposing the grifters and the frauds too. He's gone after he's gone after Phil Godlewski real hard. He's done a good job exposing Phil Godlewski and a lot of others. Um, but he does some work in the COVID truth movement. 
and D. Schlopes is sick of a lot of the scammers in the COVID truth movement. So here's this guy. What's his name? Dr. Simon Godek. Apparently, this dude is a massive pile of shit from what I, I'm hearing. So he's a total hypocrite. He uh, got into this COVID... What was the group? COVID Truth Network, I think. COVID Truth Network? Yeah, it's called the COVID Truth Network. So here it is. It's actually, here's the telegram for it. This is the channel that D. Schlopes and Simon Godek and a bunch of those COVID truthers were a part of. It's the COVID Truth Network. So apparently, Simon Godek said, guys, please do not use the COVID Truth Network to push your private enterprises. It's an information network that is meant to enlighten people and not enrich ourselves. Wow, just a, just a couple months after he told their little group not to use it for private enterprises, what does Godek do? Shill his new supplements. I'm pleased to let you know that our new... Omega-3 supplement with vitamin D is available. Order now, 60% off, blah, 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 blah. Apparently, Simon Godek is a garbage human. Oh, my God, these bots on Rumble, man. There we go, nuked him. Another one is this lady, Dr. Anastasia Maria Lupus. This, this lady's gotten really popular on Twitter. So she was a COVID truther for a couple of years. And then once the, once the Israel-Gaza situation happened, she went full Jew hater. Full Jew hater. Crazy Jew hater. And uh, look at this. She totally flip-flops all the time. Don't listen to these fools, Elon. You're doing absolutely great. Not long after, Elon Musk is lost. Forget him. She got defiant eld. <laughs> oh, and here is Dr. Simon Godek and Dr. Anastasia Lupus. Here they are in a chat together talking about how to leverage Muslims. So she realized if she posted all this anti-Jew, anti-Israel content that she would get crazy engagement on it and there would be tons of Muslims interacting with her posts. And then they realized, wow, we're going to make a lot of money with our anti-Israel stance. Dr. Simon Godek, Anastasia, your shout out gave me quite some followers, all with Arab names that I can't read. Let's call this little army Make Muhammad Great Again. They're just trying to find out how to get as many followers as they can with Jew-hate content. And they were in a chat group together called X-Algorithm Alchemists. Dr. Anastasia Lupus posts, Israel is a terrorist state. Wow, after one hour, you have half a million engagements. Cash. 
Cash. It's all these fucks care about. And from what I understand, Dom Luke was in one of these groups with these guys too. So all they care about is engagements for money. All they care about. Goons, man. All right. That's enough for this one. I'm going to bring in some tunes. Tunes for the goons. Where is it? There it is. All right. Chat says, it makes me sick that people go home from work and get informed, air quotes, by these clowns and then claim they know what's going on. Yeah, right? They go from one form of brainwashing to another form of brainwashing. Mainstream media grifters over to alternative media grifters. It's sad. And hey, I mean, free market, capitalism, I'm all for it. I love to see people get out of the rat race, build their own business, become an entrepreneur, support themselves via online media. I'm all for it, right? But you got to do it with honest intent. When you make money, priority number one becomes a problem. It should not be priority number one. Priority number one should be having honesty and integrity with the work, providing actual value, actually doing the due diligence to make sure whatever information you're promoting is truthful or whatever opinions you're putting out there are worthy opinions, not shit low IQ lazy opinions. You know, make your content valuable. Or if you're going to be entertaining, be entertaining with a purpose. You know, you don't always have to be information focused. Shit gets draining. If you're always about information, just info, 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 it can get draining. So sometimes you might want some entertainment just to shut your brain off. That's fine. But let's have some valuable entertainment, not just TikTok drivel. Jake Paul drivel. Problem is, is when these influencers start prioritizing money and deprioritizing um, actually putting effort in to make good stuff. Shout out to Gwalt. Thanks, buddy. Keep up the good fight. Appreciate that rumble rant, me amigo. But yeah, it's like... People get it confused. You start exposing these grifters and folks come out and say, people should be allowed to make money, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they should, but not like that. Or they'll use the Patriot line. Ah, oh, you're a Patriot. You're trying to solicit donations or you're trying to sell something. Yeah, no shit. How much stuff does Trump sell? How much stuff did George Washington sell? <laughs> they had businesses. Our founding fathers had businesses. Fuck you. It's just about doing it honestly.
Chat says, 12 years self-employed, it sucks not being rich, but you've helped countless people not to have to make a claim with their insurance company. There you go. At the end of the day, your integrity, you feel a lot better about yourself, right? Sure, you might not be insurance company rich, working for whatever, State Farm, <laughs> but you will feel a lot better about yourself and you've absolutely helped people, which is great. You can sleep a lot better, better at night, that's for sure. Ghost Turtle, thanks man, keeping it real. 2024, keep it going, JC. JC. Thanks man. Ooh, our favorite hairdresser, Karen. Thank you for the gold pills. Love being self-employed. Yeah, thank God hair keeps growing, right? That keeps you employed. Uh, do I have any old studio gear laying around I want to sell? What do you need? Shoot me an email. I do have a few things. Um, more so audio stuff. But... I have like a teleprompter I don't really use. But yeah, I have a couple things. Not... Um, I don't think I have any video cameras though. But I do have some audio stuff and tripods, things like that. Maybe a couple microphones. <laughs> Bitches love color, thank God. Yeah, right? The liberals are your target market. Set up a shop near UC Berkeley and you'll be probably hating your life, but you'll be making money. Thoughts on Entheos? I don't know too much about Entheos, but one red flag is how much they promote Tori Says. So, I don't know. I don't think Entheos has inside intel like some people on the internet believe, but I will be honest, I have not scrolled through that account and really dug into their posts and their narratives, but, um, that's just one thing that turns me off to the Entheos account is their apparent connection to Tori Says. It's weird. Chat says you would punch God Lusky if you had the chance. I don't know. I saw his arms in one of those pictures and I feel like you don't even need to punch him. You just have to like blow him and it'll topple over oh did i get into true the vote stuff tonight i did not let's do that real quick though let's do that just because you sent me the rumble brand okay so hold on let me bring up the uh articles videos and all that stuff um ha <laughs> what up def jeff get some bourbon soy boy Ah, man. 
Saki! So this news came out, mainstream media. Conservative group tells judge it has no evidence to back its claims of Georgia ballot stuffing. This came out in the mainstream media about True the Vote. Now, it did come out in the mainstream media. I don't know if this is twisted or not, but it's weird. And apparently Greg Phillips did a podcast uh, coming out with his narratives, his side of the story yesterday. I have not had the time to watch it, which is why I really didn't dig, dive into the true the vote stuff in this show. But since you asked, let's get into it. Holy shit, RumbleBots. So, okay, there's that. Um, people were asking, then what was the point of the pit? What was the Tiger team doing for all that time when working for True the Vote? What about all that conic research? This isn't mathing. I agree. When I went to the pit, let me stop the music for a sec. When I went to the pit in August 2022, I was super excited. I was, it, it was interesting to me. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the way it was sold to all of us, those the story about Connick and CCP and all this shit at the pit. I was, you know, overwhelmed being there and I was sold on it being a groundbreaking experience. But in, in the months after that, like, nothing really happened. Nothing happened. Not much at all after the pit. And um, kept waiting was waiting for that rip cord to be pulled, right? But nothing really came. So after this news came out, um, I made a post about it. Yeah, in the months after my experience at the pit event in Arizona that True the Vote held, I was expecting big bombs to be dropped, but nothing really happened from the True the Vote conic situation. And then I found it highly odd that Authority and In the Matrix went into full shill mode in late 2022 not too long after the pit, and then these guys attempted to destroy We The Media. And this was when those guys were close to the True The Vote group. I made a post on True Social back then in about November 2022, tagging Greg and asking if he knew of the shady shit that Authority and Matrix were doing. And Greg proceeded to melt down very hard over my questioning with an unusual and deflective response. I thought something was fishy there, so I turned my attention away from True the Vote since. I'll be interested to hear what Greg and True the Vote say about this recent news and the Rumble livestream they're about to do. That Rumble livestream was yesterday. Again, I have not watched it. I don't know what Greg's side of the story is, but who knows? Um, and then I did find those posts. So this was the interaction I had with Greg back in November 2022. Greg said... I know passions are running high on the We The Media issues. I also know it's none of my business, and I have little to no influence here. I urge everyone involved on both sides to consider a ceasefire through the weekend. I proceeded to reply to his true social post. I said, with all due respect, it might end up being your business given that it's a true the vote employee appearing to lead and coordinate this We The Media Is Mossad smear campaign. And he was just on your podcast a couple weeks ago. I was talking about The Authority, otherwise known as Alex, otherwise known as 
douchebag with horrible tattoos all over his body. So Alex was like working for or with True the Vote, like really close to them at the time. So was in the Matrix. They were all really close to True the Vote and Greg. And for Greg to say he has little to no influence, it really confused me. Now, you see, I was actually trying to be respectful with this reply and warn Greg. I was genuinely trying to warn him because at the time, I thought I, I still had respect for Greg back then. And I thought that maybe he just didn't know. Maybe he genuinely didn't know. So I was like, hey, I'm trying to warn you. Some of this drama might blow back on you guys because the people working with you, Alex and them are... I was, I was like genuinely trying to war, warn him. I was not threatening him. You guys let me know in the chat. Does that look threatening? Does that look threatening? Let me know. Because this is the response I got from Greg. After I made that post, just a few minutes later, Greg went apeshit. Total drama queen. Said, Catherine, I know... You don't know anything about the junior high drama taking place, but you might want someone from the legal team to take a look at the threat from We The Media founder Jordan Sather. I'm about to fight back, but I'm not affiliated with True The Vote. First of all, labeling this as a junior high drama, that's gaslighting because trying to break up a journalist group and and smear them all as being Mossad or CIA, that's... That's not junior high drama. That's a little more serious than that. Second, this little victim beard saying, take a look at the threat. We want someone from the legal team to like take a look at the threat. Tell me, what the hell is threatening about that? I'm like, hey, bro, with all due respect, it might, up be, it might end up being your business because the people running this smear campaign where we're just like on your podcast a week ago and they like work for you. So you probably should take a look at it and you actually do have influence, man to think you don't have influence. You do. So just so you know, I'm like, Hey bro, just so you know, Oh my God, it's a threat. Oh my God. I'm about to. And then he says he's not affiliated with true the vote. What? Are you not? What do you mean you're not affiliated with True the Vote? You're totally fucking affiliated with True the Vote. What the fuck does that mean? What kind of, what? Dost thou protest too much? And let's just say, anybody serious about filing a lawsuit, they're not going to telegraph their moves on the internet. They're not going to put a post and say, huh, I have someone from legal team. Look at this. No, no serious lawsuit is going to be spread out amongst the internet like this. Like every lawsuit that Phil Godlewski jerks off about. Phil Godlewski threatened to sue me. He never sued me. Corey Good threatened to sue me. He never sued me. Who else threatened to sue me? I think Mel Kay threatened to sue me once upon a time. I can't remember if Tori says threatened to sue me. I think she might have. Freaking Greg Phillips threatened to sue me. Who else? That's five people. I know there's been a couple more. 
There's a couple others on my list I can't think of right now. But, dude, if I had a freaking nickel for every, every time I got threatened on the internet for a lawsuit, like, fuck. So, yeah, true the vote. Like, it really, really put a bad taste in, the, in my mouth after all that. After all that drama that happened in November 22. And then Greg Phillips trying to play stupid. Like, you're not stupid. He can't be that stupid. He's not that stupid. But he's playing stupid. So what's he hiding? What's he hiding in that beard? I don't know. Hopefully nothing. Hopefully nothing. But... Smells. Smells like beard oil. Oh, you want to sue me? Yeah, you can sue me. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm waiting. Waiting for somebody to freaking sue me, man. All the times I've been threatened. Shit. I'm getting, like, blue balls. I'm getting sue balls. Every time, I'm like, eh, and then it doesn't happen. I'm just waiting for it to bust. Come on. Y'all giving me sue balls, man. How much money? Oh, this is a damn good question. How much money did they grift off of people donating to their lawsuit? That's a question I have for Corey Good. Cause is his is his light war light warrior legal fund? Let's look at this fucking shit. Oh man, the Enoch of our modern times, ladies and gentlemen. Light Warrior Legal Fund, donate now. The Warrior for Disclosure. When Corey Good first came forward in 2015 as a secret space program whistleblower, he had no idea of the vicious attacks he would soon face for daring to speak the truth. What do those eyes tell you? I gotta hug the puppy dogs. I'm surprised he doesn't have a picture kissing a baby. Light Warrior Legal Fund. Gifts of support will be used to pay for Corey's legal fees, court costs, and expenses related to legal disputes and litigation that he's losing or got thrown out. Like his lawsuit with Cliff High got thrown out. Cliff was like, fuck this, I'm going to fight you, and Cliff won, so... That got nuked. And then all his other lawsuits are just stalling. There's, they've gone nowhere. For years. This website's still up, though. Gotta fight them dark forces! And here's the thing. He posts his, he posts his legal claims. And then he points to these posts and says, If you want the truth about what happened, go read the lawsuits. But it's his side of the story. It's his side of the story. Anybody who sues another person in civil court and you come out with a lawsuit, it's, it's going to be that person's side of the story. It's only one side. It's not the truth. It's just a story. So for Corey to be pointing to these links here, go to Light Warrior Legal Fund to learn the truth about what's going on. No, dude. These are the narratives that you're trying to put out to make yourself look good so you can win your lawsuits. 
Ah, thankfully you can donate with a MasterCard. Do you take crypto? I need to send you some avian coin, Corey. Yeah, I mean, Corey kind of fooled me for like a year. But I wisened up. I wised up. Corey said he signed with a new film agent today. That's so funny. He's always wanted to be so Hollywood. He's just like obsessed with getting into Hollywood. It's so weird. He was even that way five, six years ago when I was at his house rolling all his blunts for him. Um, oh, here it is right here. Oh, shit, just two hours ago. We are super excited to have signed with a new literary and TV film agency today. We will share their public announcement next week on social media. We will be producing a new prose novel, a webcomic series, and video game based on the series. We also hope to announce a couple of unscripted TV shows in the next several weeks. Thank you to everyone who has supported us on this journey. Stay tuned for more announcements. Corey Good, pop the champagne emoji. Didn't people donate to Corey for him to make a graphic novel? Quantum Films. Oh, bro. Yes, Corey Good doing Quantum Films <laughs> with Phil Godlewski. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that's good. That's good. Man, look at that. Ten whole likes on his post. Incredible engagement. Wow. Much interest. Many excitement. Can you imagine Corey in an unscripted TV show? What does that mean? Like a reality TV show? What's that gonna be? Whose lie is it anyway? <laughs> oh, I gotta dig into Elena Denon. Some of that weirdo stuff. Oh, Jason Shirka. That's right. He's on deck next week. Jason Shirka. Charles Ward, Scott McKay, Michael Jaco. We'll go through all the classic team members next week. How's my friend Emery Smith doing? Yeah, let's check up on Emery. What's Emery up to? Last I saw, he was getting a lot of gray hair and gaining weight. He was getting big. Them Gaia paychecks must be uh, helping him eat good. What's Emory Smith up to? Looks like he's still working for Gaia. Man, he doesn't post nothing anymore. Oh, there he is with, uh, oh, uh, speak of the Shirka, speaking of the Shirka, 
And holy lip filler, Batman. How spiritual. Yeah, look at that. He looks like a big fat chipmunk now. Chilling with the Shirka. Man, it's crazy. Look, he's like super gray. When I met him five years ago, it was not like that. Well, from what I understand, uh, from what I remember, I think Corey and David uh, were doing steroids, and they got their steroids. I don't know if it was TRT or injectable peptides or something, but they got they got some sort of hormonal enhancement, and I think they got it through Emory. This is back in maybe 2018. This is either 2018 or 2019. Those were the only years I was hanging out with Corey and David and them. But uh, yeah, I remember around that time frame, Corey and David were doing some sort of hormonal enhancement. And I'm pretty sure they got it from Emery. And Emery must have been doing it too. I mean, he was fairly big dude, thick. He was thick. But maybe that's just a side effect of coming off those hormones, is that he uh, he blew up. Speaking of blown up, yo, look at those. Oh, and there's Sid from Gaia. Also, I heard that Sid had a thing with Stephen Greer. Little birdie told me. Rumor had it. Disclosure Fest 2023. Oh, Jimmy Church. Good old Jimmy Church. You guys are freaking blowhard. Jimmy! Why is Emery walking like he has a stick up his butt? Yeah, whatever. Patriot steroids. <laughs> Anabolic ascension. I like it. I like it. Yes. Ascend to a new plane of strength. That's good. I'm going to trademark it. And if you dare ever say that again, I will sue you. Chat says, I'm, trumble I'm troubled by the number of fake Jasons. 
Fake Jasons and fake Nicks. There's a few fake Nicks out there too. Hit Corey up for my documentary money after his conference with David. That's a good idea. What do I think of Elena Denon's story? I don't know, man. I don't know if I throw her in the delusional bucket or in the... I don't know what bucket to throw her in, but whatever bucket it is, it's not a good one. I think she's full of dookie. She's full of she's full of galactic dookie. What's the update with Justin? Yeah, I just got a message from him like an hour ago. He's out of the hospital, he's home, he's doing a lot better. We're going to be streaming next week. So Justin's good. All right, guys, any last uh, questions, comments, concerns, complaints? Shout out to, um, I saw Enoch in the chat here. I saw Cliff. I think he dropped a comment earlier. I saw Cold Beer. Will was in here earlier, and um, Storm has arrived. So I don't know if any of you guys are still here watching, but thanks for tuning in. Yeah, it's lagging a bit. I don't know. Seems to always happen at like the very end of these streams that it lags a tad, but it's been pretty solid tonight. I think uh, I think God King Elon set up, sent up like 20 satellites, Starlink satellites a couple of weeks ago. So honestly, I, th I think that's actually helped the feed. Um, when I first got Starlink six months ago, it was pretty sketchy streaming, but... Over the past month or two, it's actually gotten a lot better. Derek Johnson is selling barbecue sauce now? Why am I not surprised? Well, had it, your partners. I got some hot sauce for y'all. Put it on your ribs. And don't forget. What, what does he call his hot sauce? You could buy my executive order hot sauce. Every hot sauce you buy, every executive order you place, <laughs> we even ship to Gitmo. The hot sauce can get to Gitmo, but I can't. Are you fucking kidding? Derek Johnson's not selling hot sauce? Dude, you can't yank my chain like that in the comments. That's just rude, dude. Oh, that was mean. Ah, oh, so mean. I can't trust you guys. I can't trust you guys in the comments. Come on, man.
Chat says conference in Orlando was like a freaking Elena Denon cult. Which conference? Which conference was that? I'm heading out. Um, thank you very much. You guys are great. You're wonderful. Appreciate y'all. You have a wonderful evening. You have a wonderful weekend. I will see you guys. I won't be streaming on Monday, but uh, I'll be back on Wednesday. Wednesday. So. Oh, the event was called Starseed Adventures. She was paraded around like a queen. Uh, yup, that happens at these events. Can confirm. I, on one hand, I enjoy going to events because it is nice to meet people and hear stories and all that sort of stuff. But you know, you do get you do get some folks that like praise you too much, and that shit makes me uncomfortable. Like, don't put me on a on a freaking pedestal. But some of these influencer people love that shit. They love being put on a pedestal. Like Scott McKay, he's gotta be put on a pedestal so he can get up to like six feet. And be a normal height. But um Was it was Elena Denon like loving it? In any conference called Starseed Adventures, I mean, I mean, Starseed Adventures. Yeah, I should bring a disguise. Next event I go to, <laughs> bring one of those stupid like noses with the mustaches or something. Be funny. I'll wear Wano Savin's fat suit. Just kidding. All right. All right, you nerds. I'm heading out. I got to go uh, take a meeting with the Galactic Federation. They, they put a chip in my brain so I can uh, contact them. Um, unfortunately, sometimes I get ads on the chip, though. And uh, it's kind of a pain in the ass. I gotta go through a couple ads before I get my...